This is As Relate Podcast. It's your boy Titus and KB. You know what, man? This is episode 100. We got Woo! Amanda Night Gallery up in the building. What's up, girl? <laughs> Good I'm to so see honored. you. The legend. <laughs> <laughs> the queen. Wow, okay. The one and only. How you feeling? Good. Good. <laughs> Uh, thanks for thanks for coming, yo. Of course, of course. Yeah. How have you been? How have you been? There's, there's so many avenues we can jump into. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's start off with just this week. How how is the? Because this is like what the first official week of 2020, uh, 2022, right? Yeah. So how is how has that transition been like? Like going into this new year, like how did you like celebrate the new year, and then how did you have this first week? Man? celebrated the new year with some of my best friends molly riley um we all hold held hands <clears throat> shout and out to them riley what's molly what's, yeah. what's up and then um we held hands and then when it got y'all pray no we screamed at the top oh. of our lungs at the <laughs> we were just like <laughs> it was so beautiful night so we cried for a little bit and just talked about like how we want to go into the new year and um what we're ready for what we're excited about um but yeah it's so it's so great to be here because i started off the new year mm. not even a week into it already on my first movie of the year it's Ooh. yeah amazon yeah i'm excited that's exciting to be it's let's first off like what are things that if you don't mind me asking what are what are some things that night that um, you put into the universe for this year that you wanted to accomplish for 2022. That's so funny that you say that because I said that I wasn't going to tell anybody. Really? Are oh, you aren't <laughs> joking with that? No, I was, like, I'm, I was like, I'm literally going to keep it private. Like, I know everybody's like, I'm tell me your thing. I'm going to tell you my thing. I'm like, I'm not telling nobody shit. Like, I, just I seen wanna, you say that to De Niro and I thought you were joking. I, I was, was like, not oh, kidding. she dead ass serious. Oh, yeah. De Niro was like, what you bringing in? I said, <laughs> privacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm bringing in. I feel you, and and you know what? That makes sense in a lot of different um, aspects because, like, I'm I'm a true believer of like like I had a situation going on today, and like my my people was mad excited, and I'm still like because it's not sealed. Yeah, I'm like don't tell anybody. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I'm just that because I know how big energy is. Like, yeah. I know like how you can you can thank somebody. I ain't, I ain't saying like. I'm, a, I'm surrounded by like hating niggas or something like that but it's just yeah. like i need my team to really be rooting for me and so like people like you or people like uh you know like my mom and like people that i know really rooting but i ain't just telling people i had a really bad habit of doing that when i was yeah. younger being willy-nilly and like seeing the reaction of like certain things that i would be doing and like them putting that negative energy on it i feel like help certain things not happen and mm-hmm. so like i'm i feel you on that like it's, it's a couple things that i got that um you know i just keep to myself like only me and god know like certain goals that i want yeah i'll tell like i tell you everything i tell all my best friends like what's going on or what's happening but not even like protecting your energy it's just like i mean i guess that is it i just like to have like a sacred space of where like something's still only you it's just still like it kind of like is exciting. It's like ha- like having like a little secret, mm. and I won't like say anything about it until maybe later. And it's not because I signed NDA. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's because like 
I don't know, just like the process of like going through something. Like you just want to experience it without just you solely. Mm. And then sometimes like when you do share stuff and you know, the work that I do, I work as a set dresser and I do props and uh, uh, art on movies and commercials and TV shows. Sometimes like I'll post something and people will just literally blow up my fucking DMs and will mm. be like, that looks cool. Can I get a job? Can you? And I'm like, I worked hard for this shit. Are you kidding me? No. Like, no. And like, I'm not a gatekeeper and gatekeeping has happened to me. Mm. I know people in Charlotte are really big on community, but yeah. was not a vibe for me. Say was that not. one more time. Oh, for the people in the back? Yeah, and, uh, no, I, I really. Oh, no, <laughs> Both for the people in the back and for myself. I'm getting hard of hearing at this age. No. <laughs> getting old. I was saying that, like, people in Charlotte, I know, like, in art spaces are, like, really big, or they say that they're really big in community, but mm. there's, like, a lot of gatekeeping that goes on. Yeah. So now that I found my own avenue that isn't so locked into something, which is only a set group of people, mm. I, like, sacred space is like being in film is my sacred space because nobody can penetrate that yeah and it's amazing and if they try it's not gonna happen because i i do my thing yeah you know it's funny that you say that because like i remember when you transitioned into getting the gig that you got now mm -hmm. and to see how at at that time frame like when you think of gatekeeping like i want to because you're a woman of many talents. When I think about the stuff that a lot of people in the community gatekeep um, that you're a part of when it comes to art, when it comes to physical art, when it comes to music, musical art, mm -hmm. like that's that's a really strong code of gatekeeping to where it's just like I feel like it was a blessing for you to go back to that avenue that you were at. And, and because of your a karma and hard yeah. work got to the level that you're at. Yeah. Because you're in a lane right now to where it was like, all right, like y'all, y'all don't know none of these niggas. Like, exactly. <laughs> I literally, I, I literally have got through this on my own. Can't penetrate it at mm -hmm. all. And it, so yeah, it's, it's it's dope to see. Thank you. It's mm -hmm. nice. And also, I can do many things. Mm -hmm. So, how did you? How did you get? Let's let's start with set design. Like, how did you get this gig? Because I I remember you getting it. But I don't know the story of how you got it. Like, okay. The process. Well, I, was there anybody that was like, oh yeah, on the on team of manager was like, yo, you know what? I co-sign for her. Yeah. So, uh, firstly, I I grew up in performing art schools my whole life. I grew up in theater. I worked for an avant-garde theater company in Charlotte for a few years. Um, my dad was like in a pretty big band mm. in the seventies, and I told you about it, and people. Like, when I tell people, they'll be like, oh, like, Josh knew the band that my dad was in. Mm. And um, funny story, fun fact, um, my dad's band broke up because his bandmate wrote Holiday for Madonna. Mm. So you can, you can Google fact check that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up always around um, in a creative, like, institutional environment. In that space. Yeah. yeah. Funny thing is, though, like, I did drop out of high school. Really? Yeah, I was having too much fun. Now, what, what? Did you go to Northwest? Yeah, I went to University Park, transferred to Northwest, mm. took me out, went to Butler. University Park? Yeah. Hey, that's... Um, On the fort. That's, um... What is that? Who, who's, who's, um... 
That's like a church school, ain't it? Like some VCC no. type shit? No, it's a magnet school. It's a performing arts school. It's like the elementary school for Northwest School of the Arts. Really? I yeah. think I'm thinking of like, I think it's a church named that as well. There they got is. its own school now. There is. Mm. And that's all on the fort. Oh, okay. But yeah, so I went there, whatever, fast forward, high school, dropped out, went to CPCC, got my high school diploma, went back to CPCC and got a fine arts um, degree, mm. was going to transfer you into Charlotte. Didn't end up doing it. Was screening films um, for a minute because I've always been in love with films, mostly independent films. Mm. And um, yeah, I was doing that. I met some people. They went to UNC Charlotte for architecture, worked on as an intern at UNC Charlotte for um, their architecture program. I worked on several art installation projects for like McCall mm. Center, Harry Begant, whatever, did it. Um, from there, I got linked with like theater people. And then at that time, actually a little bit before that, I also went to the Art Institute and got an interior design degree that I never use until now. Mm. It worked out though. I know. Came back full circle. It did. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, but yeah, so, and then just been jumping back, like in art, like studied theater, was in a theater group, ended up like working at a restaurant and they're shooting a movie there, like mm. maybe like five years ago. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, can I be in it? And they're like, yeah, you can do background. So I like did background and then I did feature background. And then... Um, I started doing more work, meeting people like the crew on set and just like joking with them and them like letting me know like, oh, by the way, like there's something shooting here if you want to do it. Yeah. It doesn't pay well, but like do it. And I was like, hell yeah. So I started doing that as I was like working as a server and like a bartender or whatever. And then um, from there, I like got like my first SAG voucher. Mm. On West Side Story, Steven Spielberg is out now. I remember that. Um, That's what's up. I did some stuff on Eyes of Tammy Faye, and I really can't talk about that, but I was going to have a pretty big scene, and it got cut. And that's the thing that happens, too, with when you're trying to act. Like, shit like that happens all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so from meeting these people and, like, building a relationship with them on set and off set allowed me to, like, when quarantine happened or when COVID first happened, um, Chris Baker literally shout out to him i was like hey um i know you work in film production um can i please like can you get me a job mm. and he was like actually yeah we're working like on a inspiration hallmark movie thing gave me my first pa job wow and then ever since then it's like the ball has been rolling and i like pa'd for like maybe like production assistant for like two months and then went to COVID compliance and went to art department and then went to like literally fully leaped like, usually shit like that takes people, like, at least five years, and I did it, like, in less than a year. Wow. Or yeah. less than half of a year, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like, I got on art clearance on, like, a Lionsgate movie, mm-hmm. and then I got my first set dressing job, and I just, and then after that, I did Beats by Dre, mm-hmm. prop master on that. Yeah. And set stylist, and it's just been, like... Snowball, baby. Snowballing. <laughs> did, like, going personal... I, like, I did set dressing, and then I also did, like... Uh, a loan out for my own artwork for like a scene because they're like, I mean, you paint and like we need like this high rise for this lifetime movie. Like we need like a we need like abstract art for like this high rise. And I was like, 
not really my style, but I can definitely do it. Yeah, I've been seeing you do that as well. Yeah. Where um, you're posting like where they'll where they had it on there, and then later on you'll take it off and you know sell it. And yeah, like and if it's not owned by if it's not like a hero prop or something like that, like I can keep some of it, but most of it like I can't keep. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. And I definitely can't post maybe until later, but. Um, yeah, it's been a wild ride. And I know that I'm missing stuff. Like, also, the background with me, too, is, like, I taught fine art to kids for, like, two years at the Holt School. And then do you I, think you would ever do that again? No. Get back into teaching? No. No? It's no. not for everybody. No. That's it's just, like, the pace. <laughs> That's no. a strong no. <laughs> no. It's. No. No. It's <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> No, you know, so funny, like every, like I've done so much shit that like, I forget all the things that I've done. You know, when people sit back and like, man, I haven't done nothing. That's me. And then I will literally look through my Instagram archive or like a memory pop up. And I'm like, I forgot that I used to teach ballet <laughs> at the YMCA <laughs> for like five years. Like, how did I forget that? Did I take it on my memory? It wasn't oh bad. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. How did that happen? Like I've lived literally so many lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's what kind of made me want to get into acting, like serious acting on like TV and movies. Um, but then uh, when I auditioned for, um, one of one of the new characters on Euphoria on HBO, and I didn't get it. I was kind of like, "Fuck this shit!" Mm. Like, I know that like, it's also like ninety percent of what you look like. Mm. I am not unattractive. I am not, you know, whatever. But they like a certain image and a certain um, body type. Mm. And I'm not dedicated enough to go full force with that. I could change my mind, but I'm not. I just think it wasn't your time yet for I don't that think for so that either. for that particular um situation because yeah like the industry has always been known for especially when it comes to women of color um being tight cast yeah. and looking for a certain image but I, but I I feel like because of a lot of a lot of us not enough yet but a lot more of us is getting into these rooms yeah. and writing these scripts um they're catering to people that they sister look like, that they aunt look like, that they mother look like. And Somebody so like I seen on. you like when when yeah. you show me that like that gig, that opportunity for it, it had you written all over it. It yeah. just wasn't your timing for it yet. Like I like I said, like I still want you to go back into I don't want you to give that up. I just think this is a yeah. part like me and my brother was just talking about this with our particular lives where it's just like, bro, like we were talking about this just how you talking now about the stuff that you forgot that you did. And it's like, bro, I, I yeah. swear I feel like I've lived like three, four lives. Yeah. It's just like on some like evolution of man type shit. But I feel like that's really how everybody is. Like that's if you true. really experience life and go through the yeah. trials and tribulations, you'll look back at certain stages and it'll be like, dang, man, it feel like I don't live like four or five different kind of lives, man. You know, honestly, I probably wouldn't have given up on it so quickly if two months prior i also auditioned for another hbo max series as the main character for a pilot mm -hmm. so it was like a double blow back to back no no and i yeah it was like that and i was mm -hmm. just kind of like you know what this is so much prep work it's so much it's just people think that acting is like i don't know what they think but it's not what they think well it's, it can be draining I'm a, we're going to get back into acting, but you made me think of something that I was going to ask previously. Um, people, not just with acting, think that TV, being in the industry, period, um, 
is it's the glitz and glamour and what they're seeing on the TV screen. Give just give us an inside of life because they're not seeing the behind the scenes where like y'all be working like twelve hour days at sometimes. Like yes. what's the process of that? <laughs> like being like in set design, dealing with that. It's like it it all depends because with movies, shows, commercials, they're all different. Mm. And within that subgenre of whether it's a pilot or whatever or reality TV, the prep work is so different. Mm. So for movies, okay. the prep work is like months in advance mm. and it's extensive and you have more people on set and it's a lot. And with commercials, they're just, they go by so quick and some like pilot stuff, which I haven't worked on yet, but I just have friends and they just say that like it is no prep work. You just go into it and then you figure it out last minute. Mm. And when you say pilot, you're talking about like television. Yeah, television. television oh, okay. But um, yeah. You ain't working on television stuff. Oh, like uh, a rea a reality show. Reality TV, but not not like sitcom type shit. No, 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 no. no. Just know. like, or if it's like a made for TV movie or something like mm. that. Okay. I think. So like the Hallmark, like you were yeah, saying. Yeah, like stuff like mm. that, like Lifetime stuff mm. like that. Um, but yeah, so on commercials, sometimes like they're great. Like you can literally just work a commercial for like anywhere between like three and seven days and then you're done with it. Mm -hmm. On a movie, you could be working anywhere from like four weeks to like six months on it. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a like, music video, like the commercial. Like. But those hours are definitely more strict mm. and you have to definitely be in and out at a certain time. The movie, right? Yes. Commercials are literally like, oh, um. Sometimes you have to go in at like 10 p.m. at night and you don't get off until like 11 p.m. the next day. Mm. And that's like you clocking out. That's not like counting like an hour and a half drive. Like you are literally fucking tired. Yeah. I don't know if you know about like Union, but like IATSE stories. That yeah. shit is fucking real. People think it's fun because the shit that I post, it looks cool and it's great. But like you're really just burnt out sometimes. You really are. Yeah. And sometimes you see people getting yelled at and sometimes stuff goes really bad. Mm. Yeah. And some things you have to like, just take a blind eye to, or you have to be like a very like strong person to deal with it. I personally never had, I'm lucky. I haven't had anybody yell at me mm. <laughs> or be frustrated with me, but I've seen people like really go at it. And I'm like, damn, is there a job on the line? Yeah. yeah. But, but they're so good at what they do. Their job isn't on the line. They just yelling at each other, getting all, getting the 12 hours of not sleeping. Yeah. And, a mistake happening and yelling at somebody. And sometimes the 12 hours turns into 16 hours and you have to get up right back the next morning and do it all over again. It's a lot of driving around. It's a lot of, uh, well, with set deck, set decorating, it's a lot of, um, you're basically like a mover. Mm. People are like, oh, you're like an interior designer. It's like, yeah, that's more like the set decorator. But like we're like moving stuff and we're lifting stuff and sometimes it'll be perfect and just the way that they want it and like to a T and then they'll come in and they'll be like, yeah, actually, can you move that huge? Actually, can you move the whole room over to that side? <laughs> and it's like, what? I just, I just like yesterday I worked and they like did like this whole like installation of these old school TVs. So they're really heavy. Right. And it's like 30 of them just stacked. Yeah. Stacked them, they got approved. 
they were like, oh, can you make them all work? They were like, we don't have plugs for them. So you have people on set <laughs> that have to rewire shit. Oh, my gosh. Rewire stuff. And some of the guys in my department know how to do that, but you have to rewire it. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, like, um, nail them together. And then you move them over to this spot, and they're like, no, actually, we want it right there. So you have to, like. Yeah, it's a process. It's, it's so a- much, but it's so rewarding. Yeah, especially if you love it. It's you know? so you got you got to love it, right? Doing stuff like that, like you gotta. I think that's like kind of yeah. what I talked to with Script in his episode, where it was just like dealing with stuff like that, where you where you're spending endless hours and getting yelled at. Like the reward, the finished product, like you feel not only productive with yourself, but like you love this shit. Yeah. So it's oh like, my god, I love it. You go through all of that because of the love of it. Yeah, mm. but it can. I don't know. I think that like acting kind of prepared me for this because sometimes you could spend hours and hours and hours on something mm-hmm. and then when you see it on tv it's literally like for a split second and yeah you're like, oh my god i spent like freaking mm-hmm. i spent five days and 32 million hours on this and yeah. it's only just seen for just a second that's how it was with me like i remember like when i first started editing like a couple years ago i was editing uh, a music video Mm-hmm. And yo, I t- <laughs> when I t- <laughs> when I tell you this joke took me like I feel like because I was yeah. just getting started like it took me like man like I feel like two days and it was just like like three minutes like <laughs> like three to four minutes of like a video like trying to get every like transition right yeah. trying to get all that shit right it's just like ah uh, like it was so time but at the same time it was mad rewarding it's always rewarding it was like you gotta look like that's when I really realized I was like okay like. I really love this shit. Like, I really yeah. like seeing the the start of, like, putting shit together and seeing something come from nothing. Yeah. And then watching the process and it becomes something. Yes. And so, like, stuff like that, like, I hate it, but at the same time, I love it. Oh, I always love it. I only hate it just a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mostly love it with all my heart. Like, I just, I live. Yeah. I live. I feel like a full on like drag queen when I walk. <laughs> Nobody be offended by that, but like I do. Like I feel like like my posture changes. Mm-hmm. You know, people go to Starbucks and they order a drink and then yeah. like, arch their back. <laughs> at five a.m., I have arrived. I have arrived, honey. <laughs> and you know, I and you know the hard thing about like all the. And I haven't had anybody like really do anything or say anything really nasty to me in the art community. I just don't like the click thing. Mm. But in this environment, even like socially speaking, it is the only place where I truly I get along with everybody. Like even if they don't get along with each other, mm. it is so much fun. And then when I'm not there, they miss me. And I'm like, you should have had me on today. <laughs> like You talk about um, the different communities being a little bit more clickish. Like, is it? You could say it's like that in that industry as well, though. Is it just that you're in it and you're part no. of the clique? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my God. Ooh, I don't know. But, like, I know that I do both commercial and movies. And most people, 90% of people, either do movies or they do commercials. Mm. And all those people are, like, friends. Like, they literally have been working together for a very long time. So even when I'm talking about, like, they're arguing with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's not the director from L.A. or whatever... They know each other, so they'll make up and they'll be fine. Mm. But yeah, it's so different, and I just—it's great. Yeah, that's what's up. Let's get back into the acting, like mm-hmm. because I feel like um, you taking that break that you did got you into what you're at now, exactly. Which is a beautiful thing because, like, yeah, I remember telling you um, through DM. 
that I feel like this is just a full circle effect of you wanting, not wanting, but being a part of every avenue of yeah. the behind the scenes, the set design. I feel like this is just building you up for what I already told you is directing. Like, I think that's the end result. I've had, I've, okay, so Chris Baker, who... You're already doing music videos. Yeah. So Chris Baker, who is a director and a writer, and he does everything. He does locations. I, I, I update him all the time. Like, hey, I'm doing this now. I'm doing this now. He's like, that's great. He's like, I can't wait for you to direct. I'm like, what? I just... What? <laughs> I'm telling you, dog. I'm like, what? I don't know. It's, it's a lot. I mean... The, the jobs are like... It's a lot, but you love it. <laughs> I do. And you know me. I'm oh, Ever since like I have been little, and you can see this in me from knowing me for a very long time, mm -hmm. anytime somebody says something funny, I'm like, oh my God, can you do it again? Can you please show them? I'm like, yeah, can you do that thing that you did? And they're like, Amanda, please stop. Mm -mm. I'm not a monkey. And I'm like, but like, I just, I want you to see, I want the other person to see how funny it was to me. And they're like, I can't recreate it. Yeah. I always been like that socially before even film. Wow. And I'm like, just now connecting the dots. And I'm like, actually... Maybe. Now, so now you can kind of see it down yeah. the line, what people have been foreshadowing. But then it's like one of those things where it's just like, you know, when your mom's like, you should have been, you like to talk a lot. You like to argue. You should have been a lawyer. Mm. And people telling you you should do a thing. And mm. people are always telling me you should act. You should act. And it kind of just makes you feel like, just because you said that, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this shit. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And it's hard. Like Napoleon, I love him. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Poe boy Cause he Seriously. went up there In the trenches And said fuck I told, it I, I'm not gonna take credit For Napoleon's dedication And greatness Yeah But I definitely take credit for it <laughs> I take all the credit for it I literally was I like, told him in the car You should do stand up <laughs> Okay it's, so then, it's between me and you Right I told He can vouch for this I said dude It's you, between us I said you are so funny You need to do it Naturally And you know what he said He said Huh Okay. And then the next thing I knew, this nigga moved to fucking Brooklyn and like he yeah. was like on a fucking Showtime TV show and he is like one of the biggest up and coming or he's already there comedians in yeah. New York, which is hard. People mm. think LA is hard, New York is hard. That's the belly of the beast. God. When it comes to when it comes to stand up, when it when it comes especially the avenue that yeah. he's in, like I feel like you you don't yeah. You don't really know if you're a true comedian unless you go in New York. No. And an employee tells me, Amanda, you should do stand-up. Mm. I'm like, Ugh. Jonathan I, Cooper, I too. I agree. I agree. I told you that. He's like, yeah, you should do, do stand-up. Mm. He said I reminded him of the um, guy that was on. I should know his name. I feel so bad. He just passed away. He was on Chappelle's show. Um, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. He was like, you remind me of like female Paul Mooney. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I appreciate that. Like, that's legit. But yeah, like, Napoleon still, like, he hit me up the other day and was just, like, slid into my DMs and sent me, like, my friends in New York. They have a place for, like, 750 <laughs> And I was like, I'm not ready to go yet. Like, I'm not I'm ready. not coming, dog. Not right now. Not right now. You know, everything's at your time as much as you want people to do stuff. And, like, mm -hmm. you can be funny and you can be silly, but that's actual, like, hard work. It is. It's and it's also talent and it's also just hard work. Like I could have kept trying to pursue acting, but like most actors, they live in their car. They, they're like working at server. I, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And most people, you know, they get their big break when it's really, really down and low. But like, I mm. wasn't willing to take it there. Yeah. 
you know, I'm a female. I have to bathe. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't be sitting in my car mm-hmm. waiting for an audition or just fucking around like that. Yeah. Um, or maybe, like, you know, it's just not the time yet. It's just not the time. Yeah. Like, you you still evolving as a woman and then, like, getting more yeah. mature in, in life experiences and behind the scenes, like, real life yes. work stuff. Like, I feel like it's just not the time yet. It, it could be, for all we know, like... You could be on some like not necessarily writing, but like on some Issa Rae shit where it's like you are are Rocky. Like that motherfucker had the script for Rocky and made it and was a part of the director and like all that shit. Like you may be one of those where it's like that may be how you get back into acting because it's your shit. (laughs) Like on some Donald Glover type shit where it's like I could easily see you being like on some like behind the scenes and in front of the camera. But you're in front of the camera because like you're a part of the writing process. And so like. I can easily see that as well. Yeah, but that well, stuff takes time. It does. One, I was watching like Eric Andre's show and I can't, and like the next YouTube queue was like Eric Andre behind the scene, like table read or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were just sitting there talking about crazy ideas for shows. And I was like, oh my God, that's me. And I found out what the term for it is. It's like a creative consultant. And I was like, I think that's my dream job. But then when mm-hmm. I'm on set, everything is always so new to me that I'm like, Somebody else is doing something. I'm like, what's their job? They're like, oh, they're a prop master. And I'm like, I want to do that. Even mm. though I, I already did it. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's all these jobs that you're like, you see somebody doing something. You're like, what are they doing? Who are, who are they? Like, what what is their department? And they're like, oh, they do this. And I'm like, oh, God, I think I want to do that now. Mm. <laughs> why don't you do that? Like, because now that since you're in that field and in that union, like, why don't you do that to where, like, you explore those different fields in that? Oh, no, I definitely am. Mm. I definitely am. It's just. Cause I feel like it's inevitable anyway. Like, yeah. and someone like yourself, like even, even when it comes down to like, when you, when you work with music, I have to like, burp. that's fine. <laughs> Do your thing. <laughs> even, even when you uh, deal with music, go ahead and get the burp out. <laughs> She's good now, folks. She burped. Yeah. <laughs> but even your music process, um, I would imagine would probably be the same when it comes to like if you were directing like you like oh, absolutely. you like being a part of every aspect of the process. Yeah, and the thing with music and how I started was I was walking past Snug and it was like a day party on a Sunday. Well, it wasn't a day party, excuse me. It was a day show on a Sunday. And their door was open. It was just dark in there. Mm-hmm. And I hear this. <laughs> That's how it always. I'm just playing. And I hear. Just darkness. And I hear this music. And it kind of sounds like karaoke or whatever. And then I'm like, wow, this sounds like one of my favorite artists, John Mouse. And then I, I went in. And there was like this nerdy guy. Dressed like really cool. Like looked like he just got like time warped out, out the 80s. Just like. Sounds like Josh. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> 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 and so I was like, man, I love your Shout music. Shout out to Josh. Yes. I was like, man, I love your music. Like, this is so cool. Like, I love it. Like, you sound like John Mouse. He's like, I love John Mouse. He's one of my favorite artists. That's so cool. Blah, blah. Nobody really knows who he is. And we bonded on that. And I think we hung out that day. Mm. And like, this when, is our first meeting. Yes. And like, we hung out like that night. And then we just kept talking. And, and then he was like, hey, like, I know that like you're in the acting. Like, can you do on a track like Garbage Kelt? garbage pale kid voices and i was like actually i can do really weird voices so yes we're gonna meet the night before we had been like exchanging like our favorite bands and stuff and when i came over he was like actually let's just jam out literally 
made like a few songs in like 20 minutes and it was like hey i'm playing a show do you want to headline it and i was like what dang i was like yeah so the first show I played was with Josh at Snug Harbor. And then I came up with like movement pieces for us. Mm-hmm. And then I like made like a whole like uh, set design. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And I drew mm-hmm. it out and I was like, okay, we're going to have these fake plants here. We're going to spray paint them and we're going to have water. And then we're going to do this. And like when we're singing this song, we're going to have like this movement. And it was fucking killer. It was yeah. so cool. And then after that, um, he went back to making his music. And um, I started experimenting with like, experimental music (laughs) (laughs) so i started like a noise project i was like i don't know how to play i don't like know how to press these buttons i don't know what to do and i was like but i want to make sounds yeah and so like i got like these well josh had like a light sensor theremin that he gave to me that was from bo white Mm, so it was like my first piece of equipment and then i got like an old guitar and like did distortion with a knife on it Mm. and then i had like all these plays play school toys and was just like doing like audio verta and had like porn running in the background on my phone with like a sequencer app and like it was so crazy so you were also, mixing everything up in there i was but it sounded good because you just yeah. have like this intuition about like sound and like you know being a curator before you actually become a curator like mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things yeah and so i was like playing shows for like a few years like by myself and i was so scared um yeah i played at like ruby deluxe like the cave night light did like an experimental night for like two hours of just like nonsense. And it's funny. Cause those spaces are like predominantly like by like older moog head synthesizer freaks that are white, like middle-aged men. Yeah. Especially nightlight. Yeah. And so like I was dominating those spaces and I was kind of doing it like as a joke to like kind of make fun of that. And then <laughs> people started to like it and I was like, Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I'm onto something. I think I'm gonna go by night gallery. Because mm-hmm. I have a I got a museum degree and I was just like and I was doing performance art too at that time. So I was like, Oh, it's like a gallery at night, like that's what I call it. Mm. And then somebody was like, Have you seen the TV show? And I was like, No, I didn't know there was a TV show in the eighties, dude. Like I'm I didn't know it was a TV show called Night it was a TV show called Night Gallery. Yeah. I know Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> With that dope ass saxophone. I'm putting that in this. I love that. That's one of the best intros of all time. Uh, Fucking night court. That's so funny. So yeah, I did that. And then in quarantine, Josh was like, hey, like, do you want to make an album? And I was like, I would love to make my first serious album. And it sounds fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we are not going to continue that. We are friends. And I love him. But we're just on different paths, so we're we're not gonna do that. But so my old uh, sitting like ever though ever that's not up to me. Maybe so, just not right now. Yeah. So my old uh, bandmate Nella ne- never Nella, no. um, who goes by Are You Gothic on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> one of the weirdest coolest persons that I ever met. Um, or peoples. What is the word? Peoples. Yeah. Um was like hey it's a new year like do you want to like get together and like get the band back together and it's like actually yes i do my end goal like for music like i want to make like i want to do like sound i want to like not do scores but like i want to have music that like i can put into like a film or something Mm, yeah because i already like know these people so it's like i can do that so why not just make more money yeah why not because you're already in that field 
Yeah, so that's going to be happening pretty soon, and I'm excited about it. But, yeah, talking about, like, um, creative directing and artistic abilities and all that other stuff, like, uh, yeah, like, there's just some things that, like, you just, like, connect the dots later on. Like, you don't even know what you're doing. You just do it. And that's Mm -hmm. why I like experimental sound because you're just playing around literally yeah the same can really go for your art as well because i feel like when like even with the piece that you gave me tonight like yeah your process is really just picking something up from scratch and going with it's it. so funny because people ask me like oh my god what is your process <laughs> carla carla's like man the process is important what is your process you need to find your process and i love her and i respect her highly but literally I have no process. I literally, <laughs> I, I literally do what looks good. Mm. Like I, can, I think, <laughs> I think I'm coming from like a place of control where I'm just like, okay, it's blank, and I'm gonna put this here, mm. and I'm gonna put that here because that looks good, and those shapes make sense to me. Yeah, those that's how I mean. Make sense to me. I'm not like thinking like, hmm. <laughs> I had a dream, or like when I was a child, I went to the beach, <laughs> and I always was uh, very inspired mm-hmm. <laughs> by the environment. And my work is about the water. Like, no, yeah. I don't operate like that. I literally <laughs> just do whatever the fuck looks good. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. like it means nothing. Whatever I feel. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the pieces that I worked with with Molly, with that collaboration with her chainmail on my paintings. I was like, I would want, I want your chain melt on my paintings. And I do like a lot of graffiti shit and like wood and canvas. And actually I thought about it because I started doing that this year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, it reminds me of Brooklyn. I miss, I miss New York. Mm. I haven't been in New York in two years. And I was like, it reminds me of New York. Okay. Mm. So those you and sense. you and Molly's collab, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those, it did give me that kind of feel like a New York yes. type of feel. So yeah. those make sense. But other shit that I do. It is literally almost like anti-art. Like, I just literally don't care. Like, I will, I have, like, this fantasy. Those be the ones that be legends, though. The cast that be, like, trying to be so anti-art, and then everybody's like, I must have it. Right? <laughs> I must have it. <laughs> Look at Basquiat. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he, was, he was not a part to be, he wasn't a part, he was, he was not yeah. supposed to be part of the program. Like, he, he was just so anti-art, motherfuckers just hopped onto it. Yeah. And I feel like, honestly, like, it, it was bittersweet because his his paintings were beautiful, but I feel like he wasn't prepared for all of that shit. Like yeah. like dealing with the prestige and that took him by like by storm, and it can eat you alive if you're not ready for that shit. Because he really was just yeah. like, I'm just here to fucking paint, and then it just kept building and building just based off of like like I can honestly see you doing some shit like that, like because well, of like all of the people he knew, yeah, and then people was just like, yo, this shit is dope, bro. Like keep doing it. That's really how the shit kept evolving because how he knew all those people from being the, per- the person he was before he did that yeah and then it being dope and like i feel like the same could be for you where it's like any avenue that you're in like because yeah. of just like the type of person you are if it's good shit which it will be like it's gonna go yeah. like, it's just a matter of like timing really i was gonna say like i have like this fan i've always had like this fantasy of like some someone telling me I want to give you an art show, mm-hmm. your own art show, just you and your work. And then I go in and I tear up the whole fucking space. Like I, I break all the fucking walls. <laughs> I damage the floor. And then I don't show up for the opening. God. <laughs> or some Rick James type <laughs> shit. Dang. Oh my God. My goodness. I'm not having flashbacks. This is so weird, but like I did, I did do my first 
art curation show with April Martin. I don't know. It was like a 2012 at C3 Lab. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. They gave me like my first like art show. And it was like a Dada, um, which is like absurd. It's like rooted like in absurdism. Mm-hmm. And we like got to get all these like artists in Charlotte who make weird work and like curate a show. Okay. Yeah. But That's like, I don't know. Like I'll do something once and then I'm like, I'm bored. Like what's next? You're over it. Yeah. How do you feel about... Um because uh, another sense that I feel like you have that you really, I mean, you touch on your own individuality, but like that I could see as another lane for you is like fashion sense. Like, how do you feel about that collab? Where it was just like after after doing the collab that you did with Molly, could you see yourself doing more collabs in a fashion sense? No, no. Uh, furniture, yes. I would love to like. I have like these sketches. I always, I typically like digitally like draw stuff out mm-hmm. before i paint it because really? i don't want to okay. waste material i didn't know that and i just want to have like an eye for something before i do it because i I, just, I get really cringe and kind of sad when like a little drip goes the wrong way mm. i will yeah i'm i'm very much like that even though it looks crazy so you're a, you're an experimental perfectionist Yeah, I guess so. The chaos, the chaos has to have some kind of order to a degree. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. And I found like these couches on like first dibs in um, Wayfair, like some like traditional style couches and some um, like uh, mid century modern. Mm -hmm. And I used this app and like I spray painted them. And I was like, I would love to get a couch and actually just spray paint it. But also like reupholster it and like just make it look crazy so i think i want to get into furniture mm. like there's these um h&m home has like a really cool collection like fuck ikea mm. they have like these really cool like ceramic vases that have like this um i i forget what that texture is called but and they're like 20 or 30 dollars and i want to spray paint them because i already like took the image digitally and saw what it looked like if i actually did it and i i want to get in the furniture not fashion mm. i'll just wear fashion are you asking because mm. I'm wearing the Prada shades? No. Okay. I'm, I'm asking because of just your history of like always wearing like dope. Putting, you know how to put shit together well. And uh-huh. so like with the collab that like I said you had with Molly and how experimental you are with um, the different avenues of art that you do. Like I could easily see you going into that lane. Not necessarily yeah. even even if like like you said you're you're thinking about furniture right now like even if it's not full head on like on some yay shit i can still see you down the road doing more like collabs actually now that you speak of fashion okay so i do have i do have a another end goal and um i think it's possible because i do know people but um i really love gucci runway shows Mm. i love prada runway shows chanel one, they have the best music, and the set design for it is amazing. So, yeah, talking about, like, fashion, would love... Chanel over Louis? I don't really like Louis Vuitton shows that mm. much. They're... If you see a Chanel show, like, set design, it is out of this world. It looks like a whole different place. They mm. really transport you. Mm. And Gucci is, like, a little bit more experimental. Like, they have people, like, on a conveyor belt. Yeah. Like, I would love to be a production designer on, like, a high-end fashion runway show. I honestly feel, I agree with you. Like, the the most, like, going into and watching certain shows, like, um, like a Chanel, in particular, like a Chanel, as compared to, like, 
I would honestly say, like, I wasn't there, but watching, and it's sad because he passed away. Carl um, Farrell, I saw the I saw the last show, and it's so beautiful. I wasn't talking about him, but oh. yeah, shout out, um, RIP to him as well because he is a legend. Um, yeah. I was talking about Virgil, like oh, dealing yes. with Louis, where he made it an event to where it wasn't just about the clothes. Where a lot of these fashion shows, like you, you go to these runways, and it's it's that as opposed to like how you said, like a Chanel, it's like an event. Like it's it's a whole feeling going into it with the vibe of the clothes. Then the clothes come out with the runway. Like Louis to me was missing that until he came. Yeah. When he did his summer um, catalog, like yeah. that was an event. He made it a whole like a vibe of that. And so that I see him more as like just like a creative director. Is he not? He was, yeah. Okay, because yeah, some of the stuff like I think yeah, he did that Louis Vuitton uh Balenciaga or Gucci like collab where Gucci looked like uh Louis Vuitton and Louis Vuitton looked like Gucci like it was like a swap it was like a swap it was so crazy it's like who would have ever thought to do that mm -hmm. and it might seem corny to some people and like obvious but like they didn't do it yeah and that shit is fire they weren't bold enough yeah they weren't he, bold enough to do it like like fashion takes a lot of boldness like Kanye he just has ideas for everything like Virgil, like he did like the CD art and it's just like where it's like empty and it has like the hologram on it. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you, you know more than me. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, exactly what you're talking about. He's done a lot of, um, he's, he's been the creative di director of almost half of Kanye's albums. Even the most recent one, Donda, he was creative director. He's creative director of when he was doing those events, going to Atlanta, the, the, the cats dressing in black. Oh, he, I, I, he was a part of that whole process. I have but, some friends that did. They did the choreography for that. Mm, that's what's York. up. Ryan, Ryan was in the Atlanta one. I know. I saw that. <laughs> Somebody asked me. Um, it, it was actually Irina. She was like, oh, man, I wish you could come. I was working. Mm. And I was like, that's so funny because my friends like actually choreographed that. And they did the first Yeezy campaign, you know, with the legs sticking out. And like you could not see like it's just like wigs. Mm -hmm. They came up with that for him. Mm. That's yeah. what's up, dang. Charlotte, Charlotte natives. New York, New York, New York, the city of dreams. Yeah, remember I like, <laughs> I did that like art residency retreat for like Vice magazine a few years ago, mm. and I I met all those people there. Oh, okay. okay, you don't remember that when I was out in the woods? Yeah, I remember that for yeah. Vice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, how long ago was that? Like a couple years? You know, it feels like five years ago. Honestly, it was probably three. Yeah, I, I, I was about to say. I feel like it was like two. I've like done two. so much in. A very short amount of time so like i know i sound like a pothead and i don't smoke weed but like literally that's how life do yeah when you go through so many um no offense to people that smoke weed like don't you know nah i mean <laughs> i used to smoke weed and i get it i still forget shit and and still like going through life would do that as you get yeah. older like that's a blessing though i feel like because like yeah. you go through these these evolutions and like these different cycles of your life and you look back at it and can actually have a Rolodex. Like, I, I love to be able to have a Rolodex where I'd be like, dang, like, pull this out. I, I actually did that. Like, I did that. And just like. I always forget. Mm. I don't, my memory is getting better. Like, I remember I I something. Biloba. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? It's like that ginseng root. Mm. That sounds like something KB. KB, you be on that? Chinese medicine. It's supposed to be like, that like some KB brain now. activity. <laughs> I need some better brain activity. Mm, yeah, now I do need that still, like um, sharpening the brain. That's 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 been the past, like, yeah. and I think it had a lot to do with the drugs as well. <laughs> I think drugs made me forget a lot of stuff, and then like I'm starting to get stuff back to okay. my memory 
um, and traumas as well. I think we'll, we're not going to we'll, touch on that, but that's probably yeah. what it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think packing that that stuff in makes you forget shit as well. To where it's like, oh yeah, this is why, and then like, but it's some it's some beauty in some of those traumas yeah. as well. And I'll definitely just like, yeah, too hard. Just pack it away, forget it, mm-hmm. completely forget it. Yeah, I've learned to try to face a lot of them head on because it it, it gives you a lot of growth with some of them. Yeah, I like, should um, unpacking some of them. I, <laughs> I ain't unpack. It's some of them I still ain't unpack. I should do that, but I saw a meme and it said something about that. Like, oh, if I go to like a psychiatrist, will I be funny? Mm. And I value humor more than anything, so we're not going to pack nothing this year. That's why you need to be stand up. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> the fact that you're thinking that going to a psychiatrist—that's <laughs> why you need to do about psychiatrists five. Psychiatrists are horrible. Yeah, I'm just kidding. My mom's a psychiatrist. Tell <laughs> <laughs> so your mama said hi. <laughs> mom, she thinks you're horrible. Oh no. She thinks she thinks you're horrible. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> Y'all already getting off to a horrible start. Damn! You're like that, the girls, my profession is horrible. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, studying her, I study psychiatrists, and realized that it's an art to that shit. Like fucking, like listening to somebody and and keeping that shit there, yeah. and and not bringing that back home. Like I tried to learn to do that with my life when it comes to like helping people out because like I want to be the type to help people out and be um what's the word I'm looking for transparent okay but it can be very exhausting it can be it can be yeah. very draining yeah especially when you're trying to like help and help and give and give like you got to have a reset to be able to unpack that stuff and then go back and help yeah I can't do that anymore I'm mm. sorry I still try to it's it, it's too much for me I've done it for a long time before it was socially okay to just say no. Mm. Like, I can't anymore. Somebody's having a bad day. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I got to be on set. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. have money to make. <laughs> Shit to do. <laughs> I, don't have the, I don't have the capacity for me today. Like, I didn't, like, I have to check on with me at the end of the night. And I always make sure no matter what I'm doing, no matter what I'm doing, Always take a really long bath and at the end of the day, turn the lights off, light a fucking candle, stretch for two minutes. That's it. Mm. Every I don't care. It could be four o'clock in the morning. I'm doing it. Yeah. I have to. Like You gotta have that. You gotta have that me time. I will get so burnt out without even realizing it. Mm, yeah. I'll be huffing and puffing for no reason. I'm like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. They're like, you're breathing really hard. I'm what? Like, I'm like, why well, smoke cigarettes? And they're like, no, like you seem like having anxiety. I'm like, oh, probably because somebody talked to me for like five minutes about how like they're not doing well. Like I don't do that. I don't tell people how I'm feeling all the time anymore. Mm, yeah. And that's that's for me. No, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't. I don't do that. But what I've started to do, and because like I think it's. I'm because I'm dealing with like trying to get like a certificate dealing with mental health and stuff like that. Okay. And I feel like you got to be like called for that shit. Like everybody can't, everybody can't listen. Like, like, like I feel like that's a gift that I have is being able to listen, being able to be there for people. Like everybody, everybody can't do that. So you are never on Ritalin as a child. <laughs> what you mean? You don't have ADHD. I feel like you don't have, I feel uh-uh. like, I feel like psychologists or psychologists, <laughs> they don't have 
any ADHD. I didn't never have that. No. Yeah. Because I can't. Like, I, I was literally just like, what were you saying? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm oh here, though. Like, I feel my body. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't feel this conversation. <laughs> can we can we end this? You know, it's like, funny. Sometimes people think that like I'm being sarcastic or like I'm just really not listening, but I just sometimes like I'm not processing stuff fast. Maybe because you're you're trying to soak it in. Probably like that long and bath and, and, at and the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> let it marinate. Let That's it soak. Like Epsom salt on my brain. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Soaked, <laughs> soaked in Esmond salt. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Amanda, it's been great. I'm gonna go ahead and dag on end it. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say. I was waiting for you to say dag on. Dag on, dag on. <laughs> you didn't say this whole time. I didn't say this whole time. Dag on. Oh my god! Remember, I was like, you gotta let me get them all out. Dag on, dag on, dag on. <laughs> you gonna get a dag on tattoo? And if you don't, I might. We should both get them. Okay. <laughs> You're like hell. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> get really small. Your face was like, okay. It was just like, no. nigga. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God. I'm serious. I'll do it if you do it. Yeah, this has been great. Like, I'm. <laughs> See? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I didn't go to- totally off topic because I'm really fucking tired, uh, and I'm surprised I didn't. I thought I was gonna be very extra. No, no. Mm-mm. People are really like if they see this, they are and they are. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be humble. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, <laughs> my friends are gonna be like that's not Amanda. And the people that know me are gonna be like, wow, she's like really cool. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh, this is well, this fun, is a great though. interview. Well, I love your podcast. It's so cool. Like, I appreciate it. I feel like you're gonna be up there with Burpee one day. I don't know who that is. Oh, from Power ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. You know James? You know her, right? One of the who? twins. What twins? That's his twin. Who? James? Oh, you don't know James. James is choreographer for Beyonce. Oh, I do know her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sheldon, um, I, I haven't met her personally. Okay. But I've seen pictures of Sheldon taking, taking okay. of her. Okay. Yeah. I've never talked to her personally. She's really cool. And she's just not a choreographer for Beyonce. She does all the TV shows. Mm, all of yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did hear about her. I forgot they were twins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can I can see you on um, replacing No Limit Larry. <laughs> We gotta come up with a slogan for you. We're gonna call you. Out with the old, in with the new. (laughs) We're gonna call you Daggone Titus. No Lemon ain't giving that up. He ain't giving that spot up. And you know, I don't respect him and that whole community because they are fucking, they've been holding it down for a long time. Since we were born. They did not let Charlotte gentrify the radio. Like, thank you. Yeah, they kept Power 98. Yeah, that's one thing they did. They're not playing uh, Billie Eilish on Power 98. Mm. Love that. Yeah. That's for a whole nother. Yeah. And I think that has a before we finish. I think that has a lot to do with them being from here as well. Yeah. Like when you get new people coming in and running new towns, like they go with what's going on in every other town. That's so true. Like when you You're got right. a hometown guy like No Limit, it's like, yo, let's really check up on some Charlotte artists. Let's really do this. Let's. That's do that. so true. It'll it, it'll it'll stand the test of time. Yeah. So. That's so true. I think that has a lot to do with it. But shout out to them. Shout out to you. Um, what's your you want to give people your socials? What is it? Night Gallery on everything. Yeah. N I T E. 
gallery. Sounds like a plan. You guys look her up, follow her if you want. This is As of Late. Thanks for listening to As of Late Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to As of Late Podcast on both of those. You can also listen to As of Late Podcast on anchor.fm and Google Podcasts.